Welcome to the panel, RNZ National, Wallace Chappenhead. Coming up, Michael Wood has resigned as a minister. He had further shares in Chorus, in Spark, the National Australia Bank. Reaction just after four on that, on the panel. The Future for Local Government report is radical. A four-year term, amalgamation and more. Also today, Ruapehu Alpine Lives has today officially been put into liquidation. The end of an era when it comes to skiing in the North Island, or is it? Plus, it's a precedent-setting court ruling described as a minefield. If you are in a threesome or living as a thruple, should you all be equally entitled to a share of a property when you break up? A panel of Supreme Court judges were at odds over this very question. So, if you are in a threesome, what is it like day to day? Who does the dishes? Things like that. I want to know. That after 4.30. You can text me at 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me today, Professor Ella Henry, Director of Māori Advancement at AUT Business School. Professor Henry, kia ora. Hi, kia ora, Wallace. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Good to have you here. Also, Stephen Franks, lawyer at Franks Ogilvie, excuse me, Commercial and Public Law, former MP. Good to have you here, Stephen. Good afternoon. <laughs> now, uh, so, uh, Stephen, Ella with me. Now, if you missed the show, do listen to the panel on iHeart, Apple and Spotify. Always good to have your company. Well, who doesn't hold a soft spot for your classic car, especially if it's Australian? Who doesn't melt at the sight of a 1977 Holden Monaro? Don't make cars like that anymore, just Teslas driven by people. Well, if you're lucky, you'd have been in the Deep South and been part of the annual Aussie crawl. And let me ask you today, what are you? Are you Ford or are you Holden? Text me, 2101. With us is Dean Cousins, Southland Holden Enthusiasts Club President. Dean, welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Great to have you here, Dean. Now, I believe that only cars with an Australian origin were allowed to enter the car earlier. Is that right? That is right, Wallace, yes. Yep, yep, right. What is it that people just love and you love about the Australian car? It's, it's always been a bit of an icon, I guess, fair to say, for, you know, for, for us Kiwis and, and for the Aussies alike. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a vehicle that was... Uh, you know, present in most families. Um, I think all of us, when we were young, um, you know, our mum and dad had one, or someone close to us had one. So they've always, they've always, you know, got a bit of a spot, yeah. soft spot, uh, you know, in, in, in the good old uh, New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Had the first, the, the very first tips come through. There you go. You'd like this, uh, Dean Holden every time. Ella, um, I can, I have such great memories of. Uh, a beautiful uh, forest green Ford Falcon 500, and I don't know why I was so proud of it. it, it it's all about memories, isn't it? Absolutely, well, and, and, Ella, and you know, Ella first, yeah. Oh, sorry. So when I was growing up, uh, you know, that before there were so many, well, first Japanese and then Korean cars, yeah. you either had an English car or um, or a Ford or a Holden, and so. <laughs> You know, whole families were divided, and and I must admit, we came from a bit of a Ford household. Yeah, oh, they're coming through now, uh, holding every time. Uh, neither Citroen is my favourite. Stephen Franks. 
we were uh, probably weirdos. So we we had Renault. Uh, we had an Austin Shearline, which was a huge thing. It looked like a, a, a Rolls. And so wow. I always envied people who had normal cars. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing this, Dean? You, ha- you have a, a, a Renault uh, person in the midst of us? No, I, 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 my first car memory is, a, is a, of a Citroen. Uh, and I do remember wow. I loved the smell of a Citroen. And, yeah. and that all your first memories have special things but i do i just wanted to have a normal big ford falcon station wagon <laughs> dean are you hearing this a european um, car lover or just simply wanted a ford or a holden sorry wallace dean are you there tell us more yes. about the rally yeah well it's uh it's this this has been running for uh 28 years now wallace it's uh it's become a bit of a, an iconic event for yeah. you to say um, you know, the, we had a furthest travelled prize this year. We had people from from all the way from Nelson. So, essentially, it's become a, a, a South Island uh, event um, run, run from Southland. We have um, we have four clubs that attend it, being obviously our Southland Enthusiast Club yeah. for, for Holden, of course. We have the Ford Falcon Club. Um, we have the Southern Aussie Muscle Car Club, based out of Gore, and the River Riviera Touring Club in Riverton. So. Um, so we we always end up uh, in, in Tiana. That's that's the end of the run. But we we, we choose a different route every year to, to get there. Um, and and this year, you know, we had seventy five cars and three hundred and sixty entries. So oh, wow. it's, it's becoming it's becoming a big event. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Quite a few here. Uh, F- Ford, go Ford. Uh, Gordon says uh, Ford, especially the futuristic XA Falcon. Another one here. Uh, Gay says the Holden Cascader, a lovely sports car. Uh, keep those coming, Ford or Holden, uh, this afternoon. I, w- I want to talk a little bit about uh, the pricing because here's one thing I've noticed, uh, Dean. Uh, and I want to get to the bottom of it. Um, the extraordinary price that some of these cars now get to. You, you know, you said uh, off air, it's not just a bogan thing. These cars are now blue chip investments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, if, if you look back over the last 20 years, you know, anything... To, fair to say, you know, chrome bumper around headlights is what I refer them to as being, whether they be American or Australian. But but the Aussie cars, especially since the, the factory closures, have really started to climb, um, and and far better than, than than ever putting money in the bank for sure. Like, you know, the, the returns annually on, on these on these cars, and anyone that's got them, you know, I do suggest strongly that you that you look into getting getting the the, the, the cars valued and insured correctly. Because I think I think a few people out there don't realise what they've actually become uh, worth in value now, Wallace. To be fair, I I have seen figures. I mean, we, you know, we talk about art as investment. We talk about your Gordon Walters or your Colin McCarns, but I'm hearing figures of two hundred k, two hundred fifty thousand dollar plus. Oh, it, it, absolutely. You know, you you take a, um, you take an XYGT for argument's sake, like talk, talking Ford. Um, You've really got to have a minimum of 350, 400k in your pocket to even go looking for one of those now. You're kidding me? Um, no, no, absolutely. And if you, um, you know, some of the, some of the, the earlier um, HK, HT Monaros, um, you know, they're, they're sort of starting with with the two in front of them now. Oh, you're um, joking? Uh, e, you know, E49, um, Chryslers, you know, all the RT stuff. 
I mean, again, it's all, it's all just gone crazy. Uh, isn't it funny, then, Stephen? You know, isn't it funny, Stephen Franks? What uh, what has value in this day and age? Who would have thought that these types of cars can reach those? some might call ridiculous heights well they don't even look quaint i i sort no. of understand it when when uh, vintage or old cars look so different from anything that's uh, around now but they and maybe it's just my old eyes they still just don't look uh, exotic enough to no, justify it absolutely and that's that's a great question dean where's the you can understand a citroen perhaps or a car like that but really Dean? Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of it gets attributed back to the days of Bathurst. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot there's a lot of um, gain has been had had from that, especially when you when you go back to the to the seventies eras. Okay. Um, you know your SLR Taranas, your um, you know again your RC oh. Chargers, your you know your Falcon GTs, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know you, you've got a generation that, that's come through now that, that's looking for those cars, and they're blooming hard to find, and unless you're prepared to pay the money. Um, you're, just, you're just not going to own one. Well, it's wonderful to have you on, Dean. Just finally, because there's an uh, altruistic aspect of that. The, 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 you've got a bit of a pot of money, and you're known to give money away to local charities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like um, we're um, we we have been giving uh, our our income from the Sozzy Crawl to the Southland Charity Hospital and Hospice Southland, and we will do do the same again this year. Uh, last year we gave two and a half thousand dollars to each of those two charities. Um, oh, cool. They're self-funding; they're not government-assisted. So, I mean, again, we, it's something that we run to enjoy, um, uh, to, to bring the clubs together, and also uh, pop money back into our local community. Love it, Dean. Nice to have you on the program, and go well for the future Aussie Crawl events. Lovely. Th- thank you very much. Uh, are you there? One, yes. Someone says, "What about the Chrysler Valiant?" But they were represented, weren't they? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the the three cars, you obviously got your Ford, your Holden, and your Chrysler Valiant, yes. Nice one. Very good. Thanks for being uh, with us. Uh, Wallace, uh, I was 50% of one of New Zealand's first comedy duos. Back in the early 80s, we called ourselves the Golden Holdens. Ah, after the other 50%, Holden Station Wagon was, of course, that gold colour. Who can forget that? Wonderful stuff. Thank you all so much for uh, being with us on uh, Wednesday's panel. Stephen Franks, Ella Henry. Uh, and there's some really big news to discuss uh, today with the Michael Woods resignation. But to Dr. Ella Henry's, I've been thinking first. Take it away, Ella. Oh, Kilda, thank you. So I've just returned actually today from a um, the inaugural Māori Research Ethics Symposium, which is hosted by Te Whareanga or Waipareta Trust. And because I am a Māori researcher, it's been really good to get out into that community of particularly emerging researchers. Got it's got me thinking about how you know growing Māori research capability is so important, uh, especially if it's underpinned by Kopapa Māori research ethics and, you know, about empowering our communities, especially at a time when much of Māori knowledge and science has been under threat in recent years from alternative views that have seen it not as science, not as as research. But if you're in that community and you're hearing about what they're doing in terms of health, mental health, incarceration, youth suicide, you know how critically it is important it is that we keep on supporting the growth of Māori research. So it's been a really fun day today hanging out with that community. Kia ora, Ella. And the inaugural uh, symposium uh, all went well? It went absolutely swimmingly. And I have to say, I, I'm so pleased that Tefano Waipareda, it's a, a community trust out in West 
Auckland did extremely well during COVID and is at the forefront of community development and community research, not just for Māori, but for the whole community. So wonderful to support them. All right, nice. Good to have you here. And Stephen Franks, I've been thinking, I think you want to sort of refer to uh, actually a author that I've been uh, meaning to read. Stephen. Yeah, I do. But look, first, Ella, I just have to say, it's a bit bizarre that you're um, spruiking to Iperera Trust when it's just had these headlines of uh, of John Tomahiri having hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of charitable money to run his political campaigns and his mayoralty attempt. I mean, what doesn't... I just couldn't believe that you'd choose that topic. And it was more about the uh, the ethics symposium, I think. Well, I, not, I, I mean, no, I, no. I, you, I, I if, if you hadn't, that, if you hadn't said something at the yeah. end, if you hadn't given them a spruik at the end, I'd have I'd have shut up and just let it go. But I just cannot believe All right, it. Ella the trust is disgraceful. I, I mean, I cannot be responsible for what's going on internally to that organisation. All I can tell you about is the community that I've been part of today, which is, you know, growing research capability. There's a lot more to the trust than obviously the person at the top, but I know that's an important part, and I know that there are criticisms coming ahead. But I deal with the people who are at the flax roots who are doing, I think, really extraordinary work, and I'd like to support the work that they're doing. All right. Right, Stephen Franks, in the time we've got left, uh, what's your topic? <laughs> oh, just the, the topics today, and then there are probably many days, just this book has really stunned me by uh, the, the, it being seeming so pertinent. Peter Turkin has, has a, a theory that the regular cycles that you can read in every civilization, he says, without exception, they move through a glorious glory period, a period of integration and growth, and then collapse and civil war and chaos. But he says it's mostly related to the overproduction of elites, where after um, the the powerful get the ability to direct resources to themselves, and then they have too many children, and then they fall into civil war. But they get the ordinary people paying the cost. Okay, very good. Uh, that's uh, Peter Turk and the Oxford professor. Be keen to read some of his stuff. Stephen Franks, Ella Henry with me this afternoon. Lost to discuss. Do stay with us for the panel, RNZ National.